Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about the lag effect. So over the last couple of days, we've talked about this idea of relaxing into the stretch position. Sometimes God stretches us in our life, and we could fight against that, or we can yield to him, we can relax into that stretch. And we talked about the other day, the example of a golfer, how he has a backswing first. And the deeper he can get into that backswing, the more potential energy he's storing up that can be released back into the ball to move toward the target on the other side. And the deeper we can relax into that stretch, the more potential energy we can create. Now, something to keep in mind. In sports like baseball, tennis, golf, you got a backswing typically before you swing forward. You got a loading back and then a swinging forward to store up energy. Now, one of the concepts they'll talk about, for example, in golf, is that once that energy has been stored up, you don't just want to bring the club head forward right away. The body begins to turn and rotate into the ball, but you want to keep that club stored up for as long as possible. You want the lower half of the body to begin to, to turn and Bring the upper half down. You can begin to develop this lag effect where the, the club lags behind the body. And it creates additional torque and power and club head speed at the point of contact when the ball is struck. And we used to always we used to talk about this in baseball when I played college baseball. Some of our best hitting coaches would talk about not letting not swinging too early, swinging the speed of the pitch, they would call it. You want to store it up for as long as possible and then release it full speed at the point of contact. I think this is an important principle because I believe what's happening, God's storing up. He's storing up for us. I think it's important for us to understand. He's got all these amazing things stored up for us in heaven. These gifts that come from above. But he doesn't want to release them too early. Sometimes there's a lag effect where it seems like maybe he's late. But he doesn't want to release them too early because they would not have the same power, the same impact. As if he waited to the perfect time. So we're going to take communion over this today. Asking God to help us to understand this and to, to walk in this the way he intended us to. But why do we take communion every day? Jesus says, often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. As we take communion today, we're believing we receive this from God. We're activating this and setting this in motion in our life. But it's also important we take communion the right way. Every time we take communion, I believe we're supposed to be examining ourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says, So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that's why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. 
Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we're being disciplined so that we will not finally be condemned with the world. And I think there's a great reciprocal of this verse. And that if we take communion the right way, we examine ourselves, we are discerning. Communion has the ability to make us healthy and strong and give us long life. So let's take a moment to examine ourselves. Let's start with, what are the ways that we walked in the light over the last day? Ways we walked in the truth, ways we walked in love. Some symptoms of this, we were resting in our soul. Ways that we put God first. We're open and transparent. We're present and full of peace and joy. We're walking in love, kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best, always hoping, always persevering, always trusting, because love never fails. We're self-controlled, we're full of faith and positivity, maybe even in the face of adversities. We obey, we take action by faith, we persevere when things get tough. Maybe we give ourselves or others grace when we miss the mark. We brought our best rather than just going through the motions. So just take a moment to reflect on what are those moments? Every moment of every day, we get a choice. We get a decision. Are we going to walk in the light? Are we going to walk in love? Or are we going to do things our own way? We're we going to step out of that positioning in the light. And sometimes our buttons get pushed. We've all gotten emotional buttons, buttons in our heart, our programming in our heart. They make us want to lose our position, maybe not respond in the most beautiful or graceful way. Let's take a, a moment to evaluate and examine ourselves. What are some ways maybe I lost my positioning in the light? Symptoms would be broken fellowship with God or people. We feel like there's a strain in the relationship with God or people. Maybe we snapped at someone. We got stress. We got frustration. We got heaviness and pressure on us. Maybe we're lacking self-control or responded in a harsh, angry way. Feeling depressed or down, complaining, venting, being ungrateful. Toiling in our mind and worrying. Prioritizing money and stuff over people. Maybe when we missed it ourselves or other people missed it, we didn't give them grace. Condemned ourselves, condemned other people, retaliated people. Giving them the silent treatment, avoiding them. Maybe we're focused on lack. Not enough time, not enough resources, not enough money, rather than the promises of God. And when we get out of position, it feels like something's missing. Because we're lacking that fullness that's found in Christ. And so we're going to ask God to help us to reprogram these buttons. We're going to bring them to him because he's greater than our hearts. And so Heavenly Father, we just thank you. <clears throat> That every moment of every day, we get to walk in the light with you. You've released us from darkness and transferred us into the light. What an amazing gift. We ask you to forgive us of any ways that we stepped out of that, we forgot that. Maybe some buttons got pushed. We forgive ourselves. We're going to take those steps to get peace in any relationships that are strained. And we thank you that what you put within us is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at us in a day in a beautiful, graceful way. And we're asking for your help to grow and to cultivate what you put within us. 
so that we respond to those situations that used to push our buttons in a beautiful way. And we thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own ways and God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed. He was smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. In your sight. All through his one sacrifice. And you raised him up from the dead and you seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. And you raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him. And communion is a celebration of our union with you. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Can walk in this covenant relationship with God this day to day. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. Now, let's talk about some practical application in our health and fitness. Sometimes in our journey of health and fitness, we're doing the right things. But there's a lag effect. You don't see the results right away always. Sometimes you got to put in the work for a little while. Those That work, those results are storing up. They're building up. And at just the right time, it seems like you get this kind of swoosh effect where you just make a surge of progress all of a sudden. Progress comes in big jumps often. It doesn't happen in a linear way. It's like it gets stored up, it gets stored up, and then all of a sudden you take this quantum leap forward. It's important to understand that about making progress in our health and fitness, I think. But I hope this is helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.